This is a short bite episode of Homeschool Together. Hello and welcome to Homeschool Together Short Bite Edition. We're going to start a new series of short bites called Game Schooling After Dark. When those little ones go to bed, what games are you going to play? Yeah, so for your older learner and you adults. So we're going to start off and it's going to be a solo edition. I'm going to sit here and check my Bitcoin value and (laughs) I'm going to read a few pages in The Godfather and Ariel's going to talk to you about a a game that got a book tie-in. I don't know if anybody knows about it. It's kind of popular. Harry Potter. So, so I'm out. <laughs> Matt is uh, Matt is not a huge Harry Potter fan. I'm reading The Godfather right now. Michael Corleone is is about to start doing some stuff. <laughs> you, you know, you're a good Harry Potter sport. So this I'm a good is, sport. I'm a, I, I watch the movies. You watch the movies. I read three. And we and have half, like four I read, games. I read three and a half books. I gave it a shot. You're you're a good sport. You're a good sport. I, however, love Harry Potter. I have all the books. I have the illustrated editions. So today we're going to talk about one of my favorite games, Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle. This is a cooperative. <laughs> He's smiling at me. I'm so excited about this, guys. I just, well, we've been talking about games, lots of games for littler, littler folks, and I wanted to talk with you about games for slightly older kids. This is 11 up. I think you could definitely play this with mm-hmm. a really savvy nine or 10 year old. So you know your mileage may vary based on your learner, but this is definitely an older elementary uh, to adult level game. We've played this with our adult friends and had a really good time with it. Primarily a deck builder. Yep. Yep. This is, so this is part of a, this is a cooperative deck builder. So, okay. So if you haven't played cooperative games before, this is one of those we've talked about before with younger kids, but as, uh, as adults, we are all cooperating together. So we are all playing characters, Ron and Hermione and Harry and Neville, I believe is the fourth character, uh, trying to take down the various villains. So we're all working together as a team. Uh, deck builders are ones in which you start out, they all kind of have the same starting mechanic, which is you start out with uh, some ability to buy more cards and a couple of action cards. And all deck builders basically start that way. You have just the, what they seed you with in your little deck is very light. So your first few turns, you're going to be able to um, do a couple of small things and then what you're primarily going to be doing is buying new cards. So you'll like draw five cards. You have to play all five cards that hand and you'll use it to buy some new cards. And then you shuffle, 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 make a new deck. And you, and then, so what you're going to start doing is you'll be running through your, your own deck randomly. Mm -hmm. So original deck builders was like magic. The gathering was a big deck builder in that one though. You would often, people would build their own mega decks and then they'd come to play against each other and you've, that wasn't really played a lot of star uh, star realms star realms is another yeah. one we'll probably talk about that at some point um one of the things i don't like about deck builders where you can Dimin- dominions like this too dominion yep we have we have several deck builders one of the things i don't love about um deck builders when you bring your own to the table is that you could, depending on who spent the most money or how many packs of cards they got, they have the most powerful thing. I like it when everybody starts in the same level and then you have the same ability to acquire as everybody else. And that's the way these start. Well, and the fact that this is a cooperative kind of a different thing. Normally with the deck builders, you're, you're either battling the game to get a certain amount of points and whatnot, or you're battling each other mm-hmm. on to do that. So this was kind of a, a like a nice twist on that where that's cooperative and I think in, you know, following the theme of the show where, or the movie, 
and the books where everybody's working together to defeat some, you know, monster or villain or whatever it is. You know, they, they kept that dynamic in there and being able to work together in order to achieve mm-hmm. an end. And I think they, it was a natural thing to do is to do a cooperative game for this type of, you know, gameplay. Yeah, I, I think it's it's really smart. It's, it's very smart gameplay. It's fun. Um, basically, the way that it plays, so you, you've you, I kind of explained the deck builder and what, what that means, but basically on every turn, there's a big board in the center of the table. There are a number of location cards um, in, in that. So, uh, it's various locations from the movie that have a certain number of little token spots on them. And if by the end of the game, the villains have controlled, you've put little villain tokens on all the spots on all the locations, then you as a team, you lose. Um, if you are able to defeat all your villains before they can take over all the locations you win. So the very first thing that happens in every round or every turn actually is the location has a certain number of dark arts events cards. So you'll flip these randomly and they'll, they'll basically do damage to your team or cause something bad to happen. Villains start to take over more locations. Something ill-fated happens to you. Right. And you draw a couple of those cards and then you'll have a villain or multiple villains on the table and the villain will take their action. Like uh, anybody who draws this many uh, this type of cards is going to have take health pits or whatever it is. I mean, it's very prescriptive. It tells you it tells you right on the card exactly what it does to you. You don't have to memorize anything. Um, So once the location and dark events cards happen and then the villain does whatever badness the villain's going to do. Then you have your hand of five and you play it to the best of your ability. On your turn, you'll be able to hit, put hit points towards the villain. And once you have enough hit points as a team, that villain will, will go away and you'll get your next villain. Or you're able to heal yourself because there will be damage done to you. And at some point you'll be stunned and it'll take you a while to get back in the game. I like that nobody ever actually dies in this game. Mm -hmm. You can come back but you come back in a reduced capacity and you have to build yourself back up. So you can hit, you can regain some health, or you can take your canuts and buy new cards. There's new cards on the table. It's spells, it's new allies. And so other characters from the movie, these are all the movie, um, the pictures from the movie and all the movie characters mm-hmm. and stuff. It's not, uh, and it's not, uh, illustrations from the books. This is all based on the movies. So you can buy these cards and some you can use right away, but most will go into your deck and then eventually you'll shuffle and they'll come back around again and you'll be able to use them. And so every turn goes in that same order. Uh, and as the game goes, your decks become more powerful so you can do more damage, but the, the, villains the villains get harder, getting harder and harder. The yeah. villains get harder. Uh, one of the really, so that's, that's kind of this, the general gameplay and each person. So if you're Harry or Ron or Hermione or Neville, you have different special abilities that you get by being that character that you can use as well. So uh, there's some cool stuff. I like a couple of big things I like about this. Um, obviously, the theme is awesome. Uh, I love I love that the, there's the dark events card. Some games will have just a villain and the villain does the same thing every turn. But this is nice because the dark events cards come up and they could be random. Anything bad could happen. The villains change throughout the game, which is also nice. Um I really like that every person has their own a special ability. Sometimes what you'll have what you'll have happen in cooperatives will get this kind of alpha player syndrome mm-hmm. where one person drives the whole game. You do this and then you go over there and you do that and and sometimes that I think that 
aka the helicopter pirate in uh in pilot, Forbid, yeah. pilot in, uh, <laughs> in, Forbidden in Forbidden Island. Yeah, it's it's uh I think that that controlling element is made much easier when every role is exactly the same in the game. Mm-hmm. When everyone has their own special little ability, it's something that they always keep in their mind and remember. Oh yeah, I can do this thing and so they they keep using their abilities. There's some special cards that'll stay out on the table that'll let you do cool mm-hmm. things per turn and you'll have to remember that too. They're on the table. So for you as an individual player to remember what you can do, it's super easy. It's not difficult, but it's hard for somebody to alpha and know exactly what every single person can do on the mm-hmm. table, mm-hmm. which um I I like. It's not it's not too hard if you're managing as a parent, but I I like that the nobody's like controlling everyone else in the game. And it has these levels that as the yeah. game evolves, like you That's can the play coolest thing. level one and you could just keep playing level one and then you can graduate higher and higher. Right. So they basically are broken into years, one through seven, just to match the books and the movies. And in each level, new complications will come up. So if you've, it, it says in the, in the first instructions, if you've played deck builders before and you're familiar with this type of mechanic, you can jump right to year, year three or four. I think it's four if you want to. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you've never played a game like this before, start at year one and they'll build you up. So the, uh, the way that it works is you're supposed to beat year one before you go to year two and each successive year at some point and each successive year adds more, more cards into the deck and more abilities and more villains and more locations and it gets harder and there's dice get added at one point and it just builds up and up and up. Um, so I love that, that as you keep, it's almost like if you've heard of something called legacy games, those are games where you would like play through once and the game changes as you go along. A lot of legacy games involve doing something that damages the board Mm -hmm. in some way. Like um, there's a risk legacy and there's some pandemic ones where you're, you're going to mark on the board and cross things out and just different stuff. And, And so they can only really play through these once. Whereas with this, you could play through as many times as you want, but it does have this graduated level thing where it gradually gets more complex and interesting as it goes along. Um, and then when you get to the very end, there's an expansion called Hogwarts Battle, the Monster Book of Monsters uh, <laughs> that you can add and it gives you even more levels and more characters and adds in some cool critters. So uh, this is just, if you've got a Harry Potter fan in your household and you have an older elementary or, or older teenage student, uh, this is, or, or you're an adult, like me who loves Harry Potter. Uh, you can't, you can't go wrong. This is an absolutely fantastic game. It is like a must own. If you are a Harry Potter fan, this is the the best implementation of any, uh, Harry Potter game, Harry Potter themed game that currently exists to my knowledge. So anyways, that's my gushing review. Uh, I would, I would say highly, highly recommend Harry Potter Hogwarts battle. Do know that this is about a 45 to an hour and a half game. I don't think we've ever completed it in less than maybe an hour 15. So this is a longer game. It is more involved. You definitely won't want to play this with any little running around, uh, but it's highly worth it for a great family or an adult game night. What she said. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know there's a horse head in this book? <laughs> Bitcoin's at $50,000. <laughs> I'll convert you someday, Matthew. Okay. Someday the power of Harry Potter will seep into your bones. 
Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm just waiting for our girls to get old enough. Right now, you play this with me a little bit begrudgingly, but at some point, my daughter, who already loves Harry Potter, even though she's only five, she's going to grow into this. That day is coming. Maybe that I'll, day is coming. Maybe I'll get her an alien. <laughs> no. 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 Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!